Hello, this is Mike Burek, your host and the producer of Krenitsia, The Well, a monthly podcast series about Ukrainians and their interesting activities around the world. Today is September 21st, 2018. Our guest for this episode is Alexei Furman, who is co-founder, executive producer, and COO of a company called New Cave Media headquartered in Kyiv, Ukraine. New Cave Media specializes in immersive storytelling, utilizing 360-degree video and artificial reality technology. Welcome, Alexei. How are you? Good. I'm fine. How are you? Great. Great. Thanks so much for uh, agreeing to be interviewed today. And to get started, I'd like to get some background, both professional and educational, about yourself. Yeah, sure. So I graduated from uh, Drashchenko National University of Kiev in 2014 with a master's degree. And then I went and continued my studies in Missouri School of Journalism um, under Fulbright Scholarship. And uh, in 2016, when I got back from my studies, I co-founded New Cave Media together with a friend of mine. Uh, a Ukrainian videographer and photographer, Sergei Polzhaka. And since then, we've been doing commercial and editorial immersive projects here in Ukraine and elsewhere in the world. So can you tell our audience a little bit about New Cave and, and what it really, what its product is and what it does? Because I noticed on the website, you talk about immersive storytelling. What exactly is that? So immersive storytelling is, you know, it's a very special way of storytelling. It's, um, you know, storytelling in space, storytelling in a virtual or augmented space, storytelling that is different from everything that we've known so far, because it's not anymore that we show or tell about something on a flat surface. We make people almost relive experience. That is probably the most correct word, uh, the stories that they, uh, you know, the stories that we uh, tell to them. Um, we've, uh, we've started with um, doing 360 video. That's been sort of the first step in immersive storytelling for a lot of newsrooms across the world, including the New York Times, BBC and others. So we've started with 360 video as a first step um, of immersive storytelling. And then in, the early, in early 2017, we continued our journey and started doing virtual reality projects. That is sort of the next level of immersive storytelling where people can actually, people can actually walk in a virtual space and almost physically uh, get to know um, different stories, be, be it an editorial story, be it a documentary, or be it maybe you know, a, commercial, um, a commercial kind of story. I noticed this term in one of your articles, photogrammetry. Can you can you explain to our audience exactly what that is? Yeah, sure. So photogrammetry is a technique that's been widely used by uh, or architects and game developers in the last uh, 10, 20 years. Um, it's a technique that allows to create documentary three-dimensional models of existing things. So basically anything that surrounds you, you can take your iPhone or digital camera and make a um, couple, couple dozen or a couple hundred images of that. And then um, special software allows you to create a documentary uh, model of that. So we, we are using this technique to uh, do our 
immersive documentary about the events of the year Maidan revolution. We um, you, normally photogrammetry is used for small objects um, in you know in game development or in documentary projects for you know let's say artifacts or how game developers call them props. But we use photogrammetry to create a whole street in downtown Kiev to tell um, to tell about the tragedy that happened during the Maidan revolution, the morning when police forces killed 47 protesters in just three hours time. So can you tell our audience a little bit about how you got involved in all of this? We've been, you know, we've been using photography as a medium for, you know, for almost 10 years. We've been working as photojournalists for many years. And to be honest, we've, we've noticed how photography is perceived differently. Um, I remember when I was starting as a photographer, um, there were not that many images that you got exposed to as a viewer every day. You know, when the when the internet started getting big, there were websites where you could you know share your photographs as a as a young author, and people would look at them and maybe you know we would consume around a hundred images a day max. And now with Instagram and social media, we consume thousands and thousands of images a day, um, and uh, we just noticed how. You know, people, they, as Susan Zontek writes about that um, in her very, very famous essay on photography, um, people don't get, you know, people don't get shocked by images anymore. They don't, they, you know, consume them for a second or two, and then they go on to, um, go on to the next image. Um, so we, um we started looking into other mediums to tell um, to tell the important stories that we wanted to tell, and one of such mediums was uh, was virtual reality. My school, where I studied in the states, Missouri School of Journalism, was uh, you know pretty pretty early on. They realized how you know how important this would be, and we had Google Cardboards, the most uh, the most basic um, virtual reality headsets in our library in back in the fall of 2015. And that's that's how I got interested in uh, virtual reality. Um, and we we notice when we show what we do to people that virtual reality is not only immersive, not only you immerse yourself in a story, it's also isolating. When you're in a virtual reality headset, you don't um, you know you don't react to the no notifications that come to your phone. You don't react to calls. Even um, you're immersed in the story and isolated. From everything else that goes on around you, you're there in the story. So we, with uh, with the aftermath VR, your my down project, even with the beta version that we currently have, we noticed that people spend 15 to 20 minutes um, in a virtual reality headset, you know, not looking at anything else. And in the modern world, in 2018, get viewers' attention for 15, 20 minutes is a pretty remarkable thing. How is your company funded? So we do commercial projects. Um, that's that's you know that's basically how we you know it's basically how we live. But actually, or your Maidan is a you know is a totally different thing. We got um, a grant from Google News Lab, a nice foundation, um, back in 2017. Now to to finish the experience, uh, we launched a Kickstarter campaign um, on September the 12th. And it's going to go on until October the 12th. And we uh, have a $10,000 goal. Um, and we've so far in nine days reached uh, 4300 which I think, uh, you know, is pretty good. And going forward into the future with this project, where do you see it going? 
Um, it's a it's a half an hour long documentary museum experience. Um, half an hour is pretty long. Um, you know, it's a pretty long uh, time for a virtual reality experience. Three sixty uh, video documentaries that are considered feature length are just fifteen minutes. Uh, but here we've noticed when you know it's, when it's a room scale experience, people actually don't have trouble uh, spending that amount of time. And also, you know, to create a to to tell the story deeply and to tell the story, uh, you know, with all the details that we want to put in, we need at least half an hour. So that means that this is a this is not a short three sixty video. This is um, you know pretty much a feature length documentary piece. And we see it living in museums in Ukraine and across the world. Uh, we've been partnering with the Museum of the Revolution of Dignity, Museum of Maidan here in Kiev. And um, the virtual reality project is uh, going to become a part of the um, part of the um, exhibition um, of the museum when it's going to be built on Institutska in 2019. Um, and it's been, um, it's been shown in uh, New York City's VR World virtual reality space in the summer. And now it's, a, it's available to be seen for free in Planeta Kino, which is um, one of the biggest cinema uh, cinema chains here uh, in Ukraine. Very interesting. Can you talk a little bit about your company itself? How many people are involved in it? So it's a very interesting cross-disciplinary gang. We have, uh, we have uh, photojournalists and videographers who have been working with the national and international media outlets in the past. We have 3D artists, we have developers, we have designers, we have UI UX specialists, uh, photogrammetry specialists. Um, so it's pretty, you know, it's a pretty um, interesting gang. We, um, um, at the very beginning, it was challenging for me and um, our um, other founders uh, to make um, all of us communicate because it's, you know, it's uh, people from very different uh, spheres coming together under one roof to create something. Uh, something cross-disciplinary and sort of complex and complicated, um, but it's you know uh, once the communication is going well, it's amazing how you know how different is the input that ev every one of us can uh, put in the projects. And also, you know, when you're creating something innovative, I, I think having people uh, you know with with vast backgrounds is basically key to success because um, yeah, everything. Every other every other person's uh, background is unique, and the ideas are very different, and the ways people think are very different, and what they bring to the projects is different. And once these people are, you know, communicating well and they know each other well, then you know, great things can emerge, such as uh, Aftermath VR Year Maidan, which would have been impossible if not for the cross-disciplinary and very vast team. And are all of you based in Kiev? Yes, true. And are there any plans to expand beyond Ukraine? Um, not at the moment, I would say. We we are definitely looking at possibilities to doing projects abroad. But, you know, all of us are here in Kiev, so we have an office here in a very nice area. And, uh, you know, that's that's been great so far. So I don't think I don't think there are there are plans of expanding, but I think there are definitely plans of um, doing stories, um, editorial and commercial in other countries. And I'm curious about some of your partners and clients. I noticed on your website, you mentioned the New York Times, UNICEF, uh, Ukrainian Catholic University, Radio Svoboda. With uh, the New York Times and UNICEF, exactly what did you do for them? 
So we were the first company to utilize immersive storytelling um, here in Ukraine for, um, for journalism. Um, we started doing our 360 web docs in the early 2017 for uh, Radio Svoboda and Ukrainska Pravda. Um, and for the New York Times, we did um, a three-minute long uh, documentary about um, the Ukrainian summer camp created by the Azov Battalion, a volunteer battalion that fought in the East. They created this sort of um, summer camp for kids where they, um, you know, where they teach teach close to military exercises, and that came out um, on the New York Times in the format of a through sixty video in July two thousand seventeen. Um, and at Ukrainian Catholic University, we often teach workshops um, on immersive storytelling and 360 video and VR. Um, and we did another 360 piece for Al Jazeera. Uh, so, you know, we probably were one of the first Ukrainian journalists to, uh, you know, to shoot 360 video for international clients. And you mentioned that you're an alumnus of the Missouri School of Journalism. Uh, how long were you in the U.S.? Um, I was studying um, at in Columbia, Missouri for a year and a half. Um, I decided to do my master's project to photograph it here in Ukraine. So I spent a year and a half um, in Colombia taking classes. And then I, in the early 2016, I came back to Ukraine to do um, a long, uh, long-form documentary photo story about the heavily injured Ukrainian soldiers that... Um, come back from the war zone. So these are guys who lost their, uh, who lost their limbs um, in the war zone. And my photo story was about how they um, come back to uh, come back to peaceful life. You know, the challenges that they that they have to face, how they um, how they be, become again uh, part of the community and so on. This is, uh, you know, this is a very um, important topic now because of the because the war is still going on, unfortunately, as you and I speak. Alexei, we're almost out of time, but I did have one final question for you. What has been the greatest challenge in developing New Cave Media? You know, one of the greatest challenges is always explaining new technology to people because, you know, it's always, uh, people always have this notion that if, if they've been living without something, then, you know, they probably can continue uh, living on without it. But um, it's, it's 360 video and, and VR is such a thing that you just have to you just have to put on a headset on someone and then you know in five seconds this person is convinced. Um, there is a saying that goes, talking about virtual reality is like dancing about architecture, and I think that's very true. Um, you know, virtual reality is really something that you have to experience. It's uh, it's hard to talk about. It's hard to show on a flat screen. Um, it's never it's never that immersive on a flat screen and never would be so this is a medium that you really have to have to experience the moment you put on you put on a headset and whatever you see be it a 360 video or a virtual reality piece you can re realize how powerful this medium is for you know for any messages for any stories that you're trying to tell Alexi if our audience wants to find out more information about new cave media and your aftermath VR project. Where can they go online? Uh, the best, the best place would be our website, newcavemedia.com. And for aftermath VR, there's um, there's a separate page. And if you go to that page, you can find a link to our Kickstarter campaign that will run until October the twelfth. Great. Thanks so much, Alexi. Thank you. We've been speaking with Alexi Furman who is the co-founder, executive producer, and COO with a company called New Cave Media.
I'm Mike Burek, the host and producer of Krenitsia, The Well, a monthly podcast series about Ukrainians and their interesting activities around the world. Until next time, that's all for now.